Welcome to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is a once-a-month show with Father Paul Rutten, pastor of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, Father John Rutten, pastor of the Harrisburg Catholic Community, and Joe Rutten, professor and director of the Catholic Benedictine Institute for Leadership, Ethics, and Social Justice. Rutten Radio can also be watched by going to lamradio.com. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. Join us now for a little faith, family, and frivolity as we go live to the studios with Rutten Radio. And here's Father Paul Rutten. Good morning, Sioux Falls and beyond. Happy Easter, everyone. Father Paul Rutten uh, coming to you live, actually, from Watertown, South Dakota. <laughs> and uh, waiting for the rest of the crew. <clears throat> uh, some of you may know my brother, Father John, is on his canonical retreat down in sunny, warm Phoenix, South, uh, Arizona. My brother Joe's picking up my mom and on his way into the studio soon. So you will have me for the first portion of the show today. Today, as we celebrate Easter, the third day of Easter, one of the great things, as I say often about Catholics, is we celebrate a lot. And when we celebrate, it's rarely just for a day, but often for a season. And so while everyone else has taken down their Easter decorations and switched over to whatever next holiday they're going to sell us something for, Catholics, if you go to church today, we'll still be celebrating Easter. We'll still say Alleluia twice. We'll still do the glory. All kinds of great things happen uh, at our daily Masses. Uh, it's a great reminder for us uh, that too often we can move beyond uh, the joy of the moment and try to move on to the next big thing. So we will be here uh, for it uh, live. Joe will come in and share with us some different things as well. Uh, we hope that you were able to take part in the Holy Triduum, the three days of Holy Week, uh, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and then Easter Sunday. It really is uh, quite an amazing uh, experience if you've never done it uh, to just sort of follow through with all that takes place in those three days, uh, the ups and the downs and the ins and outs and the different emotions and uh, all those things to, to end uh, with the glorious reality of the resurrection of Christ uh, in the midst of it all. Uh, and so we come together and we celebrate in many, many, many ways uh, that great gift. The gift is a pastor often in a parish is uh, bringing new people into the church. Uh, the, ability, the opportunity to baptize adults, to confirm them, uh, to be able to welcome them into the Catholic Church in the fullness of, of, of it all. It really is a great blessing for us. Uh, and so we look forward to that. Um, also, uh, every time we do this show, uh, I have the opportunity to promote a program that we do here in Watertown called Faith in Real Life. Uh, Faith in Real Life is the ability to bring our parish together. You know, so often in, in parish communities, we kind of live in our own little group, our own little segment. Uh, and one of the realities of, of life is that that's not how we live. You know, we don't really live just in my little world, in my little group, in my little people. Um, or at least we shouldn't live that way. 
And tonight we, uh, well, again, we'll kick it off with Mass at 515. Uh, and then we'll have a meal uh, and then a speaker. And tonight uh, the speaker actually is one of our own. Uh, one of our own parishioners has uh, willingly uh, said yes to the Holy Spirit. Uh, she was originally picked to do something uh, different at a different venue, and uh, Missy, in talking with her and praying about it, said, ah, I think you'll do good, uh, do well. Sorry, English teachers. You'll do well uh, for faith in real life. And so tonight... Uh, Maria Gertis is going to be sharing her story of hope. Uh, and it really, and I won't give it all away, uh, but it's an amazing, amazing story. She's an amazing woman. Uh, and I've had the privilege to be able to, to walk with her. Uh, you know, as, as a pastor, you often uh, get to walk with people in many ways. And so I did. Uh, walked with her as they, she prepared to get married uh, to her husband, Landon. Uh, who at the time was not Catholic. Uh, so we journeyed with Landon through uh, the RCIA, uh, the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults, uh, and then brought Landon into the church uh, and witnessed the joy of their marriage uh, here at Immaculate Conception uh, and many other aspects. So I won't give it all away, but tonight uh, Maria Gertis will be sharing her testimony uh, with our parish. Uh, again, one of the things that, that I find so often uh, in life is we, we look at people and we think, wow, they've got it all together. Or we look at people and we think, oh, I could never be like them. Or uh, We begin to make these judgments. And uh, the judgments are, you know, there's, there's often something real in them, but there's also uh, things that aren't true or aren't real in the midst of it. What we end up doing often is excusing ourselves. Uh, you know, I think we, we just say, well, I couldn't, you know, I hear people say this all the time, I could never be as holy as uh, <laughs> someone else. And you, you know what? Well, God's not asking you to be as holy as someone else. God's really asking you to be as holy as His grace uh, will make you and allow you to be. Um, and so by having Maria speak tonight, my hope and prayer for our parish community is to realize uh, that we all do have a story to tell and we all have moments uh, that have been difficult and moments that have been great and and all of them, if we can look with those eyes of faith, uh, we have the capacity just to see, um, to see God at work, uh, to see God guiding, uh, holding us up even when we feel like we've fallen down. Uh, those kinds of things, uh, and that we don't have to be, you know, as my brother would say, uh, a rock star. We, we don't have to have a flashy story. We don't have to have a well-versed script. Uh, we just have to have uh, an open heart uh, and a willing spirit to follow. Um, and again, you know, the great thing is <laughs> it doesn't mean everyone is going to have to stand up in front of their parish community and bear their soul and share their story, but it does mean that I should be willing to uh, if God is asking that. Uh, and so, uh, in all great uh, irony of it all, I sit here running the radio show, uh, and I'm often the one that wants to not run the radio show, and 
wants to be able just to sit back and let Joe be Joe and John be John or Father John be Father John and let them run the show. But this morning, God in his infinite humor has me running, running the show with you. Uh, and so it is going to be a great show, I guarantee it. Uh, and as always, we love having my mom on. Uh, and so we look forward to them arriving uh, to the studio to be able to share with us in the midst of it all. Uh, but in the meantime, we will continue to, to move forward. One of the things that's coming up uh, here this Sunday is what's called Divine Mercy Sunday. Um, Divine Mercy Sunday is a great gift to the church. Uh, it's a reminder for us that, that at the heart of it all, God really is mercy. Uh, and that God's greatest desire is to bestow his grace upon each person and bring them uh, forgiveness, to bring them reconciliation, to remove from them those things that we have willingly done uh, to separate us from God uh, in a way that would have eternal consequences. Uh, and so we, we remember this, and, and it comes to us uh, from St. Faustina, a Polish nun whom our Lord appeared to. Uh, and in these times of apparitions and visiting, he just continued to express uh, the danger uh, that the world is in because it continues to move further and further away uh, from God and from God's mercy and love. Uh, and the need for her to begin to, to speak about God's mercy uh, and God's love one of those things that you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, kind of the rotten family and what it was like growing up, and uh, and I'm sure my mom will talk about it some more when she gets here. Uh, but my mom has always had a great love for the divine mercy, uh, and so she would, you know, she had books on it, and she would talk about it. And uh, early on, uh, the the idea of the Sunday after Easter being Divine Mercy Sunday was known, uh, but it wasn't official. Uh, so again, you know, often in the in the church, things run uh, kind of grassroots. Uh, there's sort of a natural, or we'd call it the sensum fideli. Uh, there's a natural understanding in the people and, and this idea of divine mercy. So we would celebrate it at our house <laughs> on the Sunday after Easter uh, uh, because my mom knew that it really was an important thing for us. What was amazing about it is, in the midst of all of that, her great desire, her great love for Faustina, for divine mercy, uh, my parents had come to visit me when I was in seminary over in Rome. And so it would have been 2001. Uh, they were there, well, 2002. 2001, 2002. <laughs> uh, she was there. Uh, they were there. So we went to Mass, uh, at St. Peter's, and there in the square of St. Peter's, St. John Paul the Great declared the Sunday after Easter to be Divine Mercy Sunday. Uh, and so it was, it was amazing, because we're, we're sit, sitting there, and, and we're listening, and we hear the Pope say this about Divine Mercy, and I, and I just was able to turn to my mom and, and be able to say, can you believe that you just heard uh, proclaimed what you 
have wanted for so long, uh, that this Sunday would be officially Divine Mercy Sunday, uh, that you, were, you can now say for the rest of your life you were sitting in St. Peter's Square when John Paul declared Divine Mercy Sunday. Again, a moment in life that you couldn't have orchestrated because nobody knew uh, he was going to declare it. Nobody knew that this would be the moment. And so even if you wanted to plan it, you couldn't. And yet, in the midst of it all, uh, God provided. And and God had a plan uh, that was bigger than ours. Uh, and, And so my mom can now say, and so can I, that we were there. Uh, when Divine Mercy Sunday was officially declared for the Church. With that, uh, there is the great uh, devotion, uh, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Um, I encourage you to to consider it. Um, Looking it up, uh, we can post some stuff on on our Facebook page as well. Uh, It's an easy chaplet uh, to pray, uh, and it's a powerful, powerful chaplet as well. and so each day we keep continue to pray this. And then uh, on Sunday, we will celebrate divine mercy. Uh, on Sunday, we will celebrate uh, the reality that the resurrection brings for each and every one of us. Uh, and I just encourage you, if, if you have somebody in your life uh, who happens to be uh, maybe distant uh, from God, uh, distant from the church, from family, uh, somebody who just seems stuck in sin uh, to pray the chaplet uh, and then to entrust them to God, to, to know that he's working, you know, working when we don't always see it, uh, but to, to know that uh, it is real. Uh, so it, uh, it, it's good. It, it's an amazing thing for us uh, to look at. So that'll be this Sunday. So if, if check your bulletin, check your church. Uh, many places will have something at the 3 o'clock hour, which, again, is historically when our Lord died. Uh, and so that really is the hour in which mercy was opened up for us. So at 3 p.m., uh, it's the traditional time to pray at Divine Mercy Chaplet uh, and to really seek out uh, God's mercy and love uh, in the midst of it all. Today, if you do go to church, you're going to get to hear uh, the great story. Uh, uh, Well, actually, why don't we take a break, and we'll come back with a story. Uh, So again, it's Father Paul Rutten, running solo for a little while, uh, waiting for my mother and brother uh, to arrive in the studio. Uh, We'll take a break, we'll come back, and we'll get at it. Again, you've got Rutten Radio on Lamb Catholic Radio. Tune in Monday mornings on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network from 7.30 to 8 for the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity Podcast. Joe Rutten and Brian Cooper discuss taking faith principles into business practices. The broadcasting of the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity Podcast on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network is brought to you by Catholic United Financial. Contact your local Catholic United rep for details on how to better enjoy life by protecting your family and giving back to your local Catholic community and A&B Business Solutions, committed to developing and maintaining trusting relationships while providing quality solutions to our customers. 
Fairtex Inc. is a locally owned and operated tax and bookkeeping company serving Sioux Falls and the surrounding areas. We prepare tax returns for individuals and businesses and provide a range of financial services for small businesses. Fairtex Inc. is located at 1727 South Cleveland Avenue and can be reached at 605-336-1669 and online at fairtaxinc.com. Member NATP and NAEA. It might be a little scratchy. Big Rig Barbecue brings a Texas-style barbecue to South Dakota. They use a real wood smoker for all their meats every single day. Big Rig Barbecue serves sliced brisket, pulled pork, chicken, and ribs. They offer pre-orders for smaller events and gatherings and cater for large events, including parties, meetings, and graduations. Big Rig Barbecue's new sit-down location is on the corner of 41st and Minnesota. Their website, BigRigBBQ.net. Big Rig Barbecue is proud to support the Sioux Falls Catholic Schools. The day the Lord has made, let us be glad and rejoice in it. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. When I was 12 or 13, I started drinking occasionally and then smoking marijuana daily. By the time I was 14, I was...
now back to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to the show. Good morning, Diocese of Sioux Falls. From coast to coast, we give you a toast as you listen to Rutten Radio, a show devoted to bringing you conversations of faith, family, and the festivities of the Rutten Brothers. I'm your host. Well, I'm your. Uh, uh, I'm not your host today. Father Paul is. Father Paul, are you there? Hey, yeah, I am. Well, it's always good to be on the radio. Thank you for uh, covering for. I guess it's not even Plan B or C. It kind of turned into Plan D. Uh, to yeah, cover for it, it was radio. down the list a little ways. Well, the uh, don't I, I, get hopping around here too fast, boys. <laughs> well, we got we got Grandma Rutten. We got Mom. We got Great Grandma. Everybody calls her a little something different. Most call her Monica uh, here in the studios with us. It took us a little while, but uh, here we are live. So let's. Do I have to shut my oxygen off? <laughs> so, all right. Here's the deal. If you're out there listening, you're in for a treat today. This is going to be a hooting time. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm telling you, Father Paul, I worked hard on a great introduction for, for Mom, and then we were late. I know, I know you were late. I'm right here. Uh, uh. So for all those out there listening, Father John, who is uh, uh, the tri tri host of the Rutten Trio here of Rutten Radio, is lounging as you mentioned, Father Paul, in sunny Arizona. Aww. You're up in the hinterlands of uh, the tundra of Watertown, and we were late in getting to the office here, so. Heather and Brett in the Lamb office really dialed it in and got you hooked up to uh, kick us off. But I thought that we should give the introduction to Monica Rutten that she so deserves. So, without further ado, the one and only, the legend of legends, the prayer warrior of prayer warriors, as forthright as Mother Angelica and as faithful as Bishop Dudley. She is the gas in the tank. She is the life of the party. She transmitted to us her love of faith and her faith in love. We call her our mother, some call her grandma, or the great one, but most know her as Monica, rotten by marriage and Donnelly by blood. Everybody join me in welcoming Monica Donnelly Rutten! Yay! Yay! I agree. <laughs> Everything he said, I, I put my stamp of agree. Of, I mean, I, I need to talk into you, the microphone. There you go. Perfect. So, I so need now, to be a good girl here. So now cue the prize fight music, right? You know, or the okay, dance music. Okay, so, okay, okay. All right, Mom. Well, here you go on Rutten Radio. This is your second time around on this, right? So, so, so Mom, you, you came on before once, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and we just kind of had a whole boatload of fun, and we thought, you know we what? Did. We should get her back on. Is so, that what you thought? Yeah, so we, we thought, here you are. And the reality well, is, And Mom, I want some recognition here. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not being risque. Oh, for those out there uh, uh, watching on the, 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 the web, uh, Grandma Rutten has her Rutten Radio t-shirts on. So I hope everybody out there listening has their mugs and their shirts and everything else. I got else. a mug this morning. She's got a mug. But they didn't put anything in it, Joe. <laughs> well, what do you want? A shot of whiskey or something? A little Bailey's Irish cream wouldn't hurt. <laughs> if I'd have known that, you know what I would have uh, bought? I've got a little bottle left. Oh, you Just do. a little one. Well, it's and not... And I keep it 
so everybody can see it. I'm not being sneaky. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. right in my refrigerator in my room at the home. Well, my, Grandma, would you like a little cup of coffee there to fill no, up your? You know what I'd radio? like? I'd like you to find my jug. Oh yeah, you need a little water, don't you? All right. Well, well, we'll get you taken it's care colored. of here. <laughs> we'll get you taken care of here. Okay. So, Father Paul, you got uh, a Father few things Paul. going on up there. We we talked about Easter season and a little divine mercy and uh, he it, keeps it, taking divine my mercy, v- Paul. Cue away. <laughs> we are in the office with Pope John, Saint Pope John the oh. Second, uh, over Heather's Heather's head here. So we're in the. The studio, John Paul II's The Great Studio, uh, which is appropriate for Divine Mercy, isn't it? Yes, Absolutely. it is. And we've got the Blessed Virgin Mary that I was able to give a big hug to as I came in. And as we were on our way over here in uh, uh, driving the speed limit, right, Mom? Oh, my, yeah, I prayed the divine mercy all the way <laughs> Father over. Paul, you know how this works, right? So we're late. Yeah. And you can imagine how... What's uh, this girl's uh, name? Uh, Heather. <laughs> Heather, look here. It li- has a little color to it. Okay, so, I'm not... So <laughs> focus, Mom, focus. Focus, Mom. That's what Catherine does. When I get off kilter, she always says, focus, Mom, focus. All right, so here we are. We're driving over. And we're late, right? And we're I hear coming late. out of <laughs> mom's mouth, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. And I'm thinking, oh, yep, yep, she's praying. This is the real deal right here. Like, and so here we are. We, right uh, mother. We, we got here safely, and we arrived just in time to kick it off. And we thought, you know what, mom? There's a lot of people out there that uh, know about one or two or even three of the Rutten children. There's nine of them, but, you know, a lot of people kind of always wonder, who's, who's the, the gas behind the engine, you know? Who's the, who's the one that kind of makes this thing uh, tick a little bit? And I thought, well, you know, really, Dad was there for some support yeah. and barriers, but Mom's really the gas in the tank. So we thought, let's bring her on and talk a little bit about what it meant to, be, to, to grow up Monica Donnelly and then talk about marrying Fast Eddie and becoming a rutten and then talk about a few of your wonderful children and grandchildren. What do you think of that? I think I can handle it. All right. Shall we do it? Let's start first. Let's start first. Put the lamb light on me. The lamb light. Ooh. The light of the lamb. Heather, we just started something. I think Monica, I think St. Monica over here just came up with something. Don't call me St. Monica. (laughs) You want me to just dissolve into a puddle of water? All right. So we'll start there, Monica. All Let's right, talk a little Joe. bit about growing up in the North End. You're a Sioux Falls girl, aren't you here? Oh, uh, I am. Born and raised and growing up in a nice big Catholic family there over by the yeah, cathedral. I, yeah, 14 of us. 14? And I was the 14th. And you're the youngest. Holy smokes. What kind of... Uh, so tell me a little bit about that. You, We, we grew up there as well. Uh, and we have a lot of North End pride. A few blocks away. Yep. Did, did, was there still that same sense of community and pride as North Enders oh, and cathedral gosh. kids? Yes. That's why all those people come back when they had the big, the big kahuna, what do they call that? They had the... The uh, rallies? The yeah, re- they had the rallies. But no, when, when Eileen Gurton, I don't know what her married name is, yep. I only knew her by yep. Eileen Gurton, she came to the house. Mm-hmm. 
732 West 8th. So so you're saying that when you grew up a kid, North End had a little bit of pride to it, and everybody oh, yes. really took it, and, and it's the reason everybody comes back. 616 North Waltz, that's where I was raised. 616 North Waltz. All right, folks, it's time to get out of the... Get out your cars and go drive around and see if we can't find out where Monica Donnelly grew up. So 1616, 616 North Walsh. You grew up with a few brothers and sisters, didn't you? Oh, I did. And there were nine boys between me and my sister Annie. Mm, holy smokes. And Annie, still to this day, kind of thinks that I'm her daughter. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, Father Paul she responded. Yeah, because she, she probably... Uh, like many large families, probably had a little hand in raising you. Oh, yeah. Or a big one. Or a big one. Or a swift kick once in a while. Yeah, I bet that was probably <laughs> needed for a Donnelly, right? Even the good ones. Uh, so, oh, so, I was such a cute little girl. <laughs> I, I brought a picture to show you, but you know what, Father Paul? We were what, late. Ma'am? We were late, so I'm not sure what I'm going to be allowed to hey, show. Hey, Father. Well, you just show and you just do what you want, and if... We'll make it work. So, Father Paul, I, I get in the room finally. I, I break down the doors to the to the jail. I mean, I mean to the to the <laughs> retirement se- retirement center, and I get in her room, and we get get her hauled, and then she stops everything, holds her on, wants to turn around and go back to the room, and I'm thinking, no, like we just got her at the you know the precipice of getting out of here. I had my well, coat she, on and everything. She forgot her prayer stuff. She had to go back. Well, oh. well, you can't tell her that she can't go get her prayer books. Like so. Anyway, we got a whole oh, Paul, treasure trove of prayer books. I got books all kinds and, of stuff. So we're gonna do a little show and tell in the second half of the hour. All right, okay. mom. All right. So let's get back here to this north end. Yeah. Oh, I'm a north grew, end. Yeah, you grew up with uh, uh, mom and pops. We call them grandma and grandpa. Tell me oh, a little bit about Where your you mother. Get that picture. I know, mom. So here's Grandma Rutten. She's a beautiful woman, isn't she? So, here's, I know, so there you go. You got Grandma Rutten. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we want to show, so so this is the matriarch of the 14th. Can you imagine She's being? She's the one that started it all. I know. Novena at the little chapel over there at St. Teresa's when it was St. When Our Lady of Guadalupe was really St. I'm sorry. So let's let's take a step back. You're talking about something, and the rest of the crew here wants to be filled in on it. Having kids oh. is no easy business, is it? Not at all. And you know that uh, today, you know, there's still a lot of people in infertility, can't have kids. It's a real challenge. Grandma Rut or Grandma Donnelly had herself Donnelly. a little infertility problem. And yes, she's like, she did. Hmm, I can't have kids. So tell me a little bit about what happened. Well, she was just horrified and couldn't talk in those days. You can't talk openly about not being able to have a baby. Good Lord. So what happened? We end up with my mother going to St. Teresa's. She went there for daily mass anyway, and she went to St. Teresa's, and she said this prayer. Oh, I just got shocked by the... That's all right. So she's over at St. Teresa's in Sioux Falls, right? Yeah, she's in St. Teresa's in Sioux Falls. The Eastmans will know. The Eastmans were raised up in the North End. Sure, and they, sure. And, and they still, they were going not to the little chapel at the St. Joseph's Cathedral where they went when we, it all started. 
So, so they go up there, Mom, and, they, and Grandma's going to say a little prayer. and uh, Yes, a novena. Yep, a little novena. So if you're to out there listening, Prague. if you're out there listening, a novena is a Catholic uh, a spiritual practice, a nine-day prayer to a saint or to our Blessed Mother or somebody or Jesus that kind of says, you know what, I, I got a special little petition here. So for yes. nine days, you do this novena. So she does yes. one to the infant of Prague. Yes. All right. And you want to know how I know this is the honest to God truth? Because you're a Donnelly and you would Shout never lie. Shout out to Mary Lou Donnelly oh. in Arizona. Gotcha. Mary Lou. All the Donnellys out there listening down south and out west, uh, giving a shout out to Mary Lou who was married to your brother Joe. Yes, she was married. He was, he was married to my brother Joe. And what am I talking about? You're talking about the novena that Grandma oh, said I, in order to have a few kids. Okay. So she says to this lady that she also noticed this young other little lass, lassie yeah, yep. was coming up to, to mass like mama did at 7 o'clock or whatever time it was. And mom walked over there because they lived in a house on 6th Avenue. Yep. So, so these two, your mom and this other lass, yeah. are up at church yeah. doing their thing. And mom says, Mom, she, you know, I learned this at the foot of my mother. Her mouth didn't quit either, but she prayed a lot. <laughs> yep. And she said to this lady, would you, I noticed that you're up here a lot, and you come to Mass, and you don't bring any children with you either. Do you have any children? And the woman said, no, I don't have any children. Well, would you like to make a novena with me so that we could ask the infant of Prague if he would intercede so that we could have a child? And that lady looked at my brother Joe's wife, Mary Lou Donnelly, mm -hmm. because they were up at the cathedral at one of those card party things. Wrap, wrap it up, Mom. <laughs> um, wrap it up just a minute. And you know what happened? Did it go? No, nope, you're gone? good, Mom. You're good. Oh, Just okay. keep rolling. So there they are. And that lady said to this, to Mary Lou, I was never so happy in my whole life. You are the wife of one of those children that she had, aren't you? And Mary Lou said, yeah. And she said, well, do you want to know something? I have been so thankful to God that I never made that novena with your mother-in-law because she ended up with 14 kids. <laughs> so what you're saying is if you're going to say a novena to the infant of Prague, get ready for some big-time fruit in the basket. You got it right. 14 children after her novena to the infant of Prague at Our Lady of Guadalupe, which was St. Therese over there on 8th Street and Cliff Avenue, huh? Yes, yes. Wow, so you end up with 14 brothers and sisters. Yes. Probably spread out. 13, all, I was well, the Well, you got 14 spread out throughout the United States. Here. I'd imagine we've come across a few. Now, how many of them are still around kicking with us, Mom? We've got a couple. Oh, Annie's, Annie's working her magic out west. I only have sisters left. Yep. Aunt Kitty Bell, Aunt Kitty Donnelly Bell. Yep. In Sacramento, California, and her children are probably listening Shout out to them. I can't name everybody off. Don't sure, sure. Yep, already. we'll just move on okay, to the other on. kids. Yep. And Aunt Annie. Aunt Annie. She's still that. 
You're fine. You know, you took, well, I know, but you know that thing you took off of me? Oh, your shawl, yeah. My the, shawl thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Annie's the one that bought that, mailed nice, it to me. Nice, It's a nice little Irish shawl that you got there, I know Mom. it. Pure wool. Amen, sister. So it's you three still it's here doing the, doing the good Lord's service. And there were six service. boys between my sister, my other sister, yep. Anne. Yep. My sister, Mary, who was the... Well, the matriarch of the, the, matriarch. the, the crew outside of Grandma. So, so you got all these brothers and sisters. You all grew up in the North End. I'm sure that you guys were all saints. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure you guys never did anything wrong, right? Oh, no, <laughs> never. Uh, shout out to everybody out there that knew us. So I ran into God Father Thomas you. Ryan, who oh, uh, you know was your pastor Father at Ryan. one one time up there with the whole Donnelly clan. Yes, he was. And so the reality is, Mom... And this is for anybody out there listening, if you don't know the, the story in more detail, the Donnelly clan wasn't necessarily what you would call perfect nor saintly. Right. Um, they had their challenges. You grew up with a, a father who was a, a conductor on the railroad and was yes. gone most of the time. Yes. So 14 children either were raised by grandma or by themselves, kind of as wolves of the street. Right. And Father Ryan one time said to me, he said, hmm. Those Rutten, or those Donnelly boys, and he kind of just hemmed and hawed, and I thought, uh-oh, he's got dirt on them. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it sounds like maybe you guys didn't grow up in perfect or ideal circumstances, and I thought that that's a good point for us maybe to hit on a little bit, because a lot of people out there think that everybody else lives a perfect life. And Father Paul mentioned it in the first half hour of the show, this idea that we think everybody else has has things together, or they're holy and perfect, or... And so I think sometimes we look at everybody else. Well, certainly we know that the Ruttons are not, <laughs> are not that. No, uh, and neither true. were the Donleys. That's so true. with a broken home and a lot of, uh, a lot of chaos, uh, foster, foster homes and boys' towns and, and orphanages and these types of things, Mom, yeah. what was it that sustained you? I was never kid? put in an orphanage. You are never put in my an orphanage. Mother, no. Yep. My mother never put me in an orphanage. And for years... They teased me about that, my brothers, and I don't know that my sisters ever yeah, did. Yeah. And so, Can I be honest? They had a picture of an Indian, and it, I didn't realize that this Indian chief that I grew to love, they said he was my father, that I really didn't belong. <laughs> Well, what do you do well, um, when you're this little I'd have girl? To say that's, got... that's the same statement that every brother makes to their sister, right? <laughs> you're probably you you're probably not alone in having brothers uh, uh, give a little tomfoolery to you. So, in the middle of this, yeah. you grow up and uh, you you have something that sustains you through the kind faith. of the madness, right? Oh, so faith. Tell me a little bit about that faith My that mother, you got. She said the rosary. She prayed the rosary. Mm-hmm. I was so close to my mother. If Aunt Mary Lou were here, she would give you a yes on yep, that, but yep. she's not. And and so we're going to go buy that one, and we're going to say, what are we going to say? Well, we're talking about your faith a little bit, your rosary. What, oh. sustained, what sustained you, right? You grew up in a, let's, let's be the honest, Blessed Mom. Blessed Virgin Mary. You grew up in chaos, right? I did. And yet in the middle of it, you come out of it all with a little bit of uh, hope and sustaining. And so, yeah. so, so the rosary and Mary. I didn't realize I had that much until other people that came from that. Beverly Lawrence, she makes me think. 
So in the middle of it, your faith, right? You have this faith that sustains you, the rosary. Tell me a little bit about the rosary. How often you pray that thing? (laughs) No, he's putting me on the spot. Once uh, once a week? Uh, How about four times a day at least? (laughs) All right, so here comes the truth, folks. I I didn't know the answer to the question, but I assume that she probably prayed it every day. Uh, so prayer and I faith do. sustained you, right? I did. And you yes. brought and you brought that into your own life and into your own family. And as a Donnelly, you really you, it seems all of your brothers and sisters, in one way or the other, even in the midst of brokenness, died uh, in, with the grace within, of God. Yes, within the Catholic Church. In, in that, that's probably Bishop so, Dudley brought Bobby, my brother that li- that was next to me, in age, that I dearly loved, yep. that I brought from yep. California. Because he would have died on the streets out there. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind me just sharing quickly, uh, the 14 brothers and sisters literally were spread throughout the United States. Yeah. And uh, uh, more than one of them had their own personal challenges and demons and things like that that they wrestled with. Uh, Uncle Bobby, who is kind of your closest companion, yes. uh, actually, I believe, is uh, the first person in the state of South Dakota, possibly, to die of AIDS. Yeah. And you brought him home. We brought him home. He lived here. Vera McKinnon took care of him. And oh, Bishop Sister Dudley Rock. ministered to him. Yeah, Sister Rock and Bishop Dudley shouts out to the to, from the grave, right? Yes, uh, yes. To the bishop and to Sister. And so anyway, uh, we, we, you have your brother. They all die in God's grace. It, it seems we continue to pray for their souls. Bishop as we Dudley always. brought Bobby back into the church. Yeah, Bishop Dudley's a saint. Hey, we can call him, well, not quite the church. Paul... We probably shouldn't call Bishop Dudley St. Dudley yet, should we? Not yet. But, you know, we probably need to start a little cause. Does anybody have a... Hey, this is the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Anybody out there got a cause going for this guy? I think Bishop Dudley needs a cause going for him. What do you think, Father Paul? It would work. It would work. So... Is there one? No, not that I'm aware of. Father Paul, you aware of one? Not that I'm aware of either. I think Um, they take a little bit of work. It takes a lot of bit of work. All right, anybody out there listening? That's often why lay people are not canonized. Really? It just takes too much work. Gotcha. And so nobody has the the resources and the ability to dedicate to it. No. Whereas like a diocese can, can, you know, hire someone or, you know, give someone the job to do it or a religious community. Mm -hmm. Well, we're working on it. You know, we're getting a lot of them, you know, a younger... The millennial or the Generation X and whatnot, we've got a few of them coming up with their causes. So, Good Well, coming. Father Paul, remember when you came to see me this last time? Yep. Remember the little lady that I introduced you to, Betty, that lives next door to me? Yep, yep. She's the lady that always says to me, how's your brother doing in Watertown? Does he know my... It's her sister-in-law was her sister-in-law as a nun up there in the in the mound or whatever they call the 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 monastery the monastery oh sure i got to get the right wording paul Father that's paul. all right so we've got uh we've got uh your brothers we've got your faith growing up now everybody kind of assumes that somebody in the rutten clan must add a little bit of faith because it seems there's a little bit oh uh, my lord a little bit of fruit kind of flourishing out there with the kids and so my mom I'm sure obviously grandma and grandpa rutten 
must have had strong. So Elizabeth, it, I never knew her. So so we look at this, Mom, what you're saying is there's a rutten guy that you ran into and uh, brought into the story here. So you're still a little Donnelly girl running around the North End causing havoc, having a bunch of fun. And uh, you end up uh, going to going to nursing school, I yeah. hear. Guess, you know what, Grandma Rutten, guess, guess where your son got a job? What? Mount Marty. Hmm. Oh, I know it. Where'd you go to nursing school? I went to school through McKinnon Avera. It was McKinnon at that time. No Avera to it. Yeah. Just McKinnon. And I was following my sister Kitty. Mm-hmm. And she was a nurse long before I ever thought about it. And so you became a nurse? Yes. Got yourself a little job probably doing some nursing things and then ran into this guy by the name of Fast Eddie Rutten, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. I well, uh, you know, I've, I've always wondered, how in the world did you run into Fast Eddie Rutten from Larchwood, South Dakota? Larchwood, Iowa. Or Larchwood, Iowa. It's all kind of the See, same I'm down there. See, I'm still correcting my boys, I guys. know. That's, that's the way it is. Isn't Shout it? out to the Larchwood crew, right? Shout out to the Larchwood crew as well. All you, right. all you Ruttons and Gakeys and... Creechy. And Creechies and Kramers and... All right, so so Fast Eddie Rutten, you were telling me last night. Where'd you run into that Fast Eddie Rutten guy at again? I ran into Fast Eddie at a meeting called the Dominics. The Dominics. And the Dominics was where what happened? All the the young pups used to hang out at where? At the cathedral? At the cathedral was where they had their meeting. But where I actually met him was at a beer party and I'm being honest I know don't look I at me know. like Hanging that Hanging out at a beer party it was up at Tuttle Park yep that's just where it was just think of that I Ram, can't my, stand mom and dad beer. Rutten met at a beer party on the top of Tut Hill Park <laughs> there you go. If 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 that couldn't be one of the best stories ever, and to think all the times I was up there praying my rosary, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you were up it, there. Is, it is divine mercy, uh, you know, this week's yeah. show. Uh, if you were in uh, studio, yeah. Paul, I'd ask for confession after the show, but uh, in light of that, so mommy got married. Fast Eddie is our dad, right? Is is Ed, yeah. Ed, Ed Rutten from Larchwood? And who Larchwood? gave him that name? Well. I don't know exactly where it Wasn't came from, me. Father Paul, but I know certainly that Doug Henning's probably had a role in some of it because, uh, you know, Fast Eddie just kind of moved at his own pace. Um, yeah, I don't and even know where. And it wasn't fast. Yeah, and it wasn't fast. So it's kind of like calling some people Tiny, and usually if a guy has the name Tiny, he's, he's probably a large, large figure. Man. You know, he's a big guy. So Fast Eddie uh, kind of went at his own oh. pace, but uh, yeah. So and I so, loved him dearly. Yeah. What was your favorite part about Dad? Probably got a few things. First thing that comes to mind when you think Fast Eddie was he could drink beer and not get drunk. He could drink beer and not get drunk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, to, welcome to the Rutten Clan. Oh, I'm I sorry. So that's no, that's fast Eddie. That's good stuff. So because he liked bowling and hanging out with the fellas and having oh, a good did. time. And so if you ever wonder where the Ruttons got their their life of the party attitude, it wasn't just the Irish Donnellys that uh, no, had a little life of the party in them. The no. Ruttons knew how to hang out and have a good time too, huh? Yeah, they did. So fast Eddie uh, uh, enjoyed having a good time. I'm sure you did as well. But then you ended up having well, not one or two, 
not quite 14, but you had yourself, your own kind of uh, uh, decorum, uh, uh, nine children. <laughs> Joe, I wish people could see your little face. Well, some of them can. They're, if you're out there listening, you can check us out on the Lamb Catholic Radio app. Mom, wave. You can Hi. wave up there. there. Those people up there are watching. There's probably a few Hi. people from around the world, Mom. Glo- we're global now. So you global? can be in, you, we're global. You can be in China listening and watching to us right now if you want. So Father Paul, yes, ma'am. Is that the truth? Yeah, ma'am. You, if you wave, I can tell you, you that you wave. I'm watching. See, Joe just pointed. Hey, show show your shirt, ma'am. Show him, show off that shirt, that rotten shirt that you got. Huh? Oh, nice shirt, Father ma'am. Paul. Guess what I got from the Easter Bunny? <laughs> what did you get? <laughs> A Rutten Radio shirt. Just a if you're out there listening, you can get your own Rutten Radio paraphernalia. Uh, yes. You can get yourself a shirt, a mug. Uh, it, it, just a jump darling. online and find the app on Rutten Radio, and you'll find the link there to purchase your own uh, fanfare. Get your own swag bag. Swag bag. <laughs> you have they, a swag bag? Well, no, but that's kind of what they call it in, you know, in layman's terms is you get a swag bag of Rutten Radio stuff. So you can get it yourself right. a cup and a shirt and, and a shirt. whatever else and you know. And if you get the shirt from where I got my shirt, it's soft. Oh, they're nice shirts. Oh, That's no doubt about it. They're nice shirt. They're nice shirt. <coughs> I'm looking at at I'm looking at the Rutten Radio shirt that my son Joe has on here. I was worried when we came that he didn't have his shirt on. Oh no, I had another shirt on, Mom. So. What, let's let's detour just real quickly here before the top of the hour, and then we'll say okay. our prayer, and we'll, right. we'll we'll kick off for the kids and kind of move into that. But as we move into uh, uh, the top of the hour, actually, I'll do this after the top of the hour, but uh, maybe just the kids are listening in, and I, I you know if it's a younger demographic, I got a little topic I'm going to bring up about a shirt I was wearing in called "Out of the Darkness," okay. out okay, of the I'm darkness, sorry, and so. Uh, but, you know, sometimes people uh, struggle a little bit. And so I'll tell you all about the shirt that I'm wearing. We're celebrating an anniversary coming up that I want to tell you a little bit about. And you can help other people out there through your own experiences, Mom, about how to get through those valleys and those difficulties that, that sometimes we have in life. But let's go ahead and kick off to prayer. We'll close it out. So what we do here, Mom, is the top of the hour, all the kids are driving to school, maybe even some of your grandkids, even your oh, great-grandkids. Yeah, they're probably off, headed oh, off to school. Honey, I got two great grandsons. I know you little do. Little tiny. I know you do. So we'll uh, we'll just. <laughs> they are one's redheaded. Oh, you gotta love redheads. Oh, I gotta know. Gotta love redheads, especially uh, when they actually have hair on their head. They're even better. But. <laughs> now I didn't say that. <laughs> I might have been looking at you like that, but. So, Mom, what is it that you uh, pray for your grandkids, your own kids, as you think about when oh. they went off to school every morning and you sent them out the door or you dropped them off at the school? Just think of that, and if you want, go ahead. Why don't you just lead us in a little prayer for the kids at school today? Okay. Dear Lord Jesus, here I go sending these kids out. They're going to affect the world. They're in cars. Protect them, Lord, so they don't get in an accident, please. Dear Jesus, send the guarding angels. I love my guarding angel. And she's right here with me. 
and I send her places. A lot of the times I send her places to do the work that I can't do. And this is the one time that I'm going to say, Jesus, this isn't the first time, and you know that, that I have sent my angel to round up the other angels, to get them all riled up. Come on, get up, get moving. Get those kids of mine. Hang in there with them. Hang in there with them. Get them to school on time. Get them to their jobs on time. Help them to be good mothers and good fathers. Help them to be good wives and good husbands. Help the children be obedient. Obedient to their parents. Oh, and I can see their little faces as they kind of float through my mind. Oh, and I know you all have your little angels and your little, your little guarding angels for your little ones. I think of Kathy Fitzler. Kathy Fitzler, shout out. Yes, shout out. I gotta be, I gotta focus. My, my, my darling daughter, Catherine, she teaches me how to focus. Focus, mom, she'll say, focus. And I can hear her loving voice just saying that to me. Mom, focus, focus. And I just want to say, Catherine, I'm focusing. I'm focusing. Father Paul, I want you to know that every day I pray for my two boys that are priests. That doesn't mean that I think any less of my other boys. As I see Father Joe, Joe wanting to give me a little kick. That's all right, Father Joe. I mean, Joe, you are a father. You have three little boys. And I remember hearing you talking to the boys on Easter Sunday. What were you saying? You were saying, you've, you've got millions of children. You've got hundreds of children. You are a father. You are a father. Remember that, Father Paul. You are the father of lots of children. No, they're not biological children. But that does not mean a thing. These children that are left off at your doorstep up there in Watertown at the school, they are your children, and you need to treat them as though they were little angels sent to you in little packages from Jesus and Mary his mother Mary wrap your mantle of warm love around all of these children and everybody said Amen, Amen. We'll when be I right was 12 back. started drinking occasionally and, and smoking marijuana daily by the time I was 14 I was trying other things pills and hallucinogens like mushrooms and acid when I was 16 is when I started on meth. I'm Troy, I'm from Iowa. By the time I was 18, I was in prison. I robbed the drug dealer, it was a drug deal gone bad. Ended up spending five years of my life in prison. Meth was a recreational thing on the weekends. Still smoking pot on a daily basis. Getting my new business up and going. It started to be more than just a weekend thing. It ended up being a daily thing where I just had to survive off of it. My meth use had caused me into buying quantities of it which caused the cops to follow me around and drive by my house they were watching me when you know it's time to quit but you don't know how to begin 
call Tallgrass at 605-368-5559. You'll get your life back, and one you never dreamed was possible. The Lamb Catholic Radio is supported by you and other business underwriters like St. Michael Cemetery in Sioux Falls. Why should Catholics be buried in a Catholic cemetery? Every Catholic cemetery is blessed and sacred ground. Where those who have worshipped together in life can share a unique bond of faith and death as seen through the eyes of a Christian is not the end. It is simply a natural passageway to everlasting life. Burial in a Catholic cemetery is a statement of our continued belief in that everlasting life. If you would like more information about pre-planning needs, please call me, Dan Johnson, at St. Michael Cemetery at 605-338-3376 or visit our website at stmichaelcemeterysf.com, stmichaelcemeterysf.com. God bless. Seize the Day birthday segment is being brought to you by Dental Center in Aberdeen. Dr. Merksbauer and Dr. Meyer are committed to serving their patients, including providing information that helps them to make more informed decisions about their oral health needs. From all of us here at Lamb Catholic Radio, we'd like to wish a happy birthday to Father Jerome Ronick, Pastor in Sisseton, Deacon Joseph Tidwell Jr. from Dakota Dunes, Father Chuck Simple at Holy Spirit in Sioux Falls, Father Bob Lacey, Pastor in Plankington, Mount Vernon, Stigney, and White Lake, and Deacon Alfred Jetty, retired in Chamberlain. Happy birthday and many blessings on your special day. Seize the Day birthday segment has been brought to you by Dental Center in Aberdeen. Dental Center offers dental treatments that include porcelain veneers, dental implants, dental exams, and restorations. This 48-hour weather forecast is brought to you by Orthopedic Physical Therapy Center, family-owned at 6 North Roosevelt Street in Aberdeen. Providing outpatient physical therapy services, back and neck care, post-surgical rehab, sports rehab, and therapeutic exercise in a warm water pool. Today we'll have mostly sunny skies with a high near 36. Tonight, partly cloudy with our low around 18. And tomorrow, partly sunny. It'll be breezy with gusts up to 28 miles per hour and a high near 34. This 48-hour weather forecast has been brought to you by Orthopedic Physical Therapy Center. If you have a muscle or joint, ache or pain, think physical therapy first, 605-725-9900. You're listening to Lamb Catholic Radio on KSJP 88.9 in Ipswich, Aberdeen, KSTJ 91.3 in Hartford, Mitchell, and Yankton, and 104.3 Juan Diego Radio in Sioux Falls. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for April 4th. Today we celebrate St. Isidore of Seville. Some people manage to thrive under difficult conditions. Today's saint is one of those people. Born in mid-6th century Spain, Isidore received a fine education at the hands of his brother. Years later, Isidore became known as the schoolmaster of the Middle Ages. He is also known for his contributions to the church and culture of Spain in a period of great conflict. The Visigoths had invaded Spain 150 years earlier and established their own capital. Though Christian, they followed the heresy of Arianism, which denied the divinity of Christ. Isidore converted many of the Visigoths and made Spain a center of culture and learning. As Archbishop of Seville, he strengthened the seminary system and founded schools that taught every branch of learning. His own writings were voluminous, including a history of the world. Devoted to the poor throughout his life, Isidore increased his charities as he aged. 
he prepared for his death by giving away all his possessions. In his final months, his house was filled from morning till night with poor people seeking his help. He died in 636. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. of the faithfully departed is being brought to you by Paulson Monuments in Canton, South Dakota. We guarantee you will notice the difference. We would like to pray today for the repose of the souls of Lucille Sullivan, Aaron Munson, and Ralph White. Eternal rest grant unto them, Lord, and let your perpetual light shine upon them. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Prayers of the Faithfully Departed has been brought to you by Paulson Monuments of Canton, South Dakota. Remember a loved one, honor a friendship, create a legacy.
And now back to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to the show. Oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. All I know is if you're out there listening, God bless you, because do we have a treat for you here this morning? Holy smokes. Uh, the, the Dutch in me is wants to me to bang my head against the wall <laughs> uh nothing is organized everything is uh you know late uh, it's not what i want it to be and then uh, the irish in me is laughing saying well yeah of course not because that wouldn't be fun right and so here we have grandma rutten our mother the matriarch of the clan the one and only monica donnelly rutten in the house and I keep thinking to myself, well, this isn't really going exactly how I thought, Heather. Like, I thought this was going to be much more organized, laid out, streamlined, inspirational. Monica Rutten's going to share all the great wisdom and saintly advice that she had. And then here we are, right? And so I'm thinking, and well, I don't fell. know. No, it didn't fall. It is what it is, right? And so I'm thinking to myself, did it fall, right? Because we don't know. We're not listening. You never know. Oh, you never know, Mom. What do what, you think, guys? Well... We thought you should let us know, and then I found out my phone's broke, and I can't get internet reception. So you can't, I can't find out what you're saying out there. If you think this is wonderful, rock star, great, uh, unless you text me. But somebody did shoot a deal to the Lamb Catholic Radio. You can't, they did? Yes, Mary Kay Gary, God bless her heart. And she says, your mom and her stories are priceless. Carry on. Oh. And then, and then one person gave a shout out, and they, you, they said, uh, they, they, the, uh, what was it about your prayer? You had a great little prayer there, Mom, for the kids. Um, so anyway, yep, they're out there listening. It's global, Mom. They could be in China, but they're probably not. Uh, they're probably right just down the road, like Mary Kay Gary, checking in, listening to Rutten Radio. Or Thanks, they... Mary Kay Gary. God love you, Mary Kay Gary. A shout-out. And then we got your shout-out to your son, Father John, who's on his canonical retreat, so to say. And he's probably poolside with a, a, a glass of coffee, a cup of coffee. I hope it's a rutten mug, a rutten radio mug at least, but reading a book, listening to this with Megan Donnelly and the crew. And then Father Paul up there in the tundra. How we doing, Father? Oh, I'm doing well, doing well. Glad to have the sunshine, but I don't think the snow is going to melt. You know, here's what I did. I got, I got angry. I was kind of like the Robins. You know, I came home and I had Robins piled up next to my garage. And I thought, holy oh, smokes. And it's all the mamas, things. right? They are just plump. Yeah. Oh, man, they got those little... little uh, Tummies. Uh, tummies. Yeah, they got all those little eggs in them. And, well, they are not excited about this. And so I thought, in honor of them, I'm going to join them in their, their not excited mode. And I'm not going to mo- uh, 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 shovel my sidewalks. I, I refuse. I won't. Good. Do it. And so I didn't. And then my stand up and be stand counted. up and be counted. Exactly. Fight against Mother Nature. And then all of a sudden, my neighbor comes down my side, snow blowing, <laughs> and I felt pretty poor about that. So Luca Papina, shout out. Thank you for snow blowing. Luca. But uh, the front side that you didn't do, I'm still not going to shovel. Refuse. <laughs> uh, but pa- Father Paul, I don't think that yours is going to go melt anytime soon so you better no ours shovel. is not gonna melt so how we much had to did shovel. you get father paul you know i don't know how much it ended up being but it's a lot <clears throat> well father paul if it would have been anybody else but you <laughs> i would have said they're lying oh, he just doesn't no, want to no, be no. here father joe no we got snow i mean joe 
So I mean, fa- I have a hard time call, not calling him Father Joe. Well, I'm so used to it, Mom. Other people. You, you've you've not only called me Father <laughs> Joe or John or Paul, but I've actually vividly remember you calling me Christy or Shelly or you just kind of rattle through the list but you, that's forgivable sin right you can we can miss the mark With on that sisses. when you have nine nine children you can call them whatever you want um well we've gotten a couple of shout outs here from Becky Lynch uh about how funny mom is people are kind of thinking that you're Becky kind of a riot Lynch. yeah that's uh that's uh uh, Ryan Noonan's sister-in-law. Well, oh. you know the Bars family. The, their yeah, the mama, Bars, yes. Ma- mama Bars does a little charismatic prayer renewal stuff in the diocese. And oh, yes. She's married to the old Steve Lynch's son. You know Steve Lynch over there. Oh, I do. Yeah, because yeah, Steve Lynch is the one that has the daughter that Christy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So with that in mind, we thought we better get Mom telling stories again because everybody seems to think she's a big hit. Oh. So... Moving on to uh, stories with the matriarch and uh, giving shout-outs. Father Paul, you might not have noticed, but as I walked in, I had three shirts on this morning. I had, oh. I had my yellow Mount Marty undershirt. Oh. And I had my Rutten Radio shirt. And then on top of it all, I had a purple shirt that's called Out of the Darkness. And I just thought, you know what, I... I thought that it's important for us. This is a tough time of year for people. February and April, you get these snowstorms. People's depression really kicks in. And it's really a tough, tough go at it. Well, a year ago, this Sunday, I lost a good friend and student, Molly Farmer, um, who, you know, kind of, kind of succumbed to that darkness and that, yeah, that challenge. Right. And so her, her mother is just a rock star, her dad, her whole family, there's wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, she was a freshman at O'Gorman and she had come into the church. Jesus, please. Well, and this is all right, mom, but I thought, you know, in light of it all, as this anniversary comes up, you know, what's mom, mama Rutten's advice to those families and parents out there that kind of have this struggles and these darknesses and where do you go, mom? When you're in I that go, place. When I'm in that place and it's dark in my room, I go to my mother, the Blessed Virgin. I have her statue. You know that statue that you have out here? Yep. As you come up the elevator onto the That's the, the floor? statue of Our Lady of Fatima, I believe. Yes. Well, your mother has one in the same size as that one. Hmm. You probably don't notice it because you're always oh, sitting no, in I'm, the couch with your back. Yeah, it's right center on your ledge there. Yes, yes. And then I have my, not, I have my divine mercy, of course, but I have my, oh, I'm just so sad. Yeah, so, so. Her That's name, a terribly hard thing for a mother and a father oh, yeah. and a brother or a sister or a friend or a teacher. Oh, yeah. A whole community, right? The whole community. Yep. Her, yeah. and, and Father Paul, you know this, right? Because you're, as a pastor and a part of a school district, um, this, this is not uncommon, is it? No, no. And I've done my fair share of funerals for people. Uh, and in fact, tonight's uh, talk, uh, with Maria Gertis will include that topic. Oh, dear gotcha, Jesus. Gotcha. So, but with I hope, wish I could be there. That's, hope, that's um, the key, right? What's that? That's the key is the hope, right? In the middle yep, of it, yep. there is a hope. Hope in the midst of it all. But oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's real. And it's, it's an unfortunate reality for, for too many people. 
And so with that, I just thought that I'd explain my rut and radio shirt and yeah. how come I, I wasn't proudly sporting the rut and radio as I strutted in uh, to the, uh, now, to the station quick, this Joe, morning. Now, real quick, Joe, can you hold that T-shirt up to the camera so the this people one? can yeah. see? Yeah, so what it is is Molly Farmer was a freshman at O'Gorman, and, and uh, this is an, uh, an annual walk that Sioux Falls does as a community called Out of the Darkness. And it's just a community walk to raise awareness of uh, suicide prevention and, uh, you know, the, the, the causes, the things that lead to it and, and encouraging people to get help. So out of the darkness and her anniversary here is April 8th coming up this Sunday. April and 8th. her mom is just a, a wonderful mercy. woman, but she, her mom would probably agree with you, uh, uh, Celia, if you're out there, listen, that you go to your mother. You go to the Blessed yeah. Mother for these types yeah, of things. There's just no other. What, what else can you do, right? You know, you just, you got to go to her and throw yourself there at the ground and say, here we are. What do we do? So I wish so, I had with me right now, but I was being rushed out very gently and very kindly by my son, Joe, from my facility where I live. <laughs> and I, the last thing I was going to do was to pull out this sheet that the name of it is A Mother's Tears. It's a poem written by Jerry. No, I can't remember her whole That's name. That's all right. Out there, at, and it was just given to me yesterday. Hmm. And I thought, oh, A Mother's Tears. That's going to be for Joe's program. Hmm. And I know this isn't your program. This program belongs to Rutten Radio, Lamb Radio, Father John, Father Paul. Yep. So, so you have this poem, and you're thinking that this one, well, oh. maybe we'll bring it back. We'll put it on the on the line for all the moms out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. We'll get it up there. If you're out there listening, we'll get it posted on the Rutten Radio Facebook page. And she gave me permission before anybody says anything. Wonderful. She gave me permission, and it didn't have to erase her name or anything. She had. Yep. She gave Great. it to me. She has yeah. her name on it. Well, we'll do that. And so as we uh, look at this prayer and faith is how we kind of get through these things, the value of the shadow of darkness. Yes. And I, and I think, Mom, you got a few little prayer tools, don't you? You got in your arsenal. Oh. You, you actually brought a number of them in here with us. What do you got there? Uh, a guide to confession. A guide to confession. Everybody I needs need, a good guide to I confession. I don't know if other people have problems like I do. Father Ed Pierce. Oh, yeah. Father Ed Anderson at oh, yeah. my home at the home. So Father Ed Anderson, so you get you get Oh yourself, shout out to Father Ed Anderson. Yeah, I don't know if he's You give yourself a little preparation for your confessions. How often do you get in there once a, once a year or so, Mom? Oh honey, you know, I used to go to confession much more I don't know how to say Frequently? It. Yeah, I don't know the word. Frequently. Yeah, you're right. But I'm I'm living a different life now. Yeah, you're over there I'm, at uh, the palace. Yes, I am. I'm on I'm on vacation. Prince of Peace over there, yep. just kicking it. You're almost kind of like Father John, you know, down at the beach, yeah. poolside, cocktails. <laughs> I mean, you got Bailey's Irish cream in your fridge for goodness' sake. You're just kicking it, living the life, aren't Did you? Did I tell everybody that? Well, you told uh, you told everybody that's listening that. And the best part is, Mom is that they'd it all probably tell you at this point, you should probably just crack that thing open, put it in your coffee, and have yourself a little cocktail if you like. You know uh, what? Because you're in retirement, baby. 
I'm in retirement, baby. <laughs> Listen, you know who gave that to me? Who's that? <clears throat> Excuse me, please. <laughs> that was Monica. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <clears throat> I got that from Father... No, I got that from your oldest sibling and my oldest child, my first child, Rick. Digger. Digger. And you know what Digger told me? Digger, I'm saying this. You didn't give me permission, but I know you would. You're probably out there laughing your head off. He said, Ma, I want you to know, I got that room ready for you. It's all paid and everything for when Riley gets married June 30th. Oh, All right, yeah. that's, a, that's an, a big shout-out for the wedding. Yeah, we got a few. In winter, South Dakota. We got a few uh, graduations, weddings. Yes. Probably a baptism or no No, 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 no grandkids. No, bad, no grandkids. Two, no, but three three of them are getting, are getting graduated. Graduating, and then yeah. Riley's getting married. So. And Riley's getting married. And Digger said he's got a bottle of, Bailey's. Oh, just waiting that for That is going to be waiting for me in that room. God love him. What a guy taking care of mom like that. Well, we'll have a little party, a little celebration out there, huh? What do you well, think? Well, he, he kind of says, what's the matter with those brothers and sisters of mine? Don't they know? <laughs> don't they know you like Bailey's? Yeah, well, we're, uh, we're all just a little too selfish thinking about our, <laughs> ourselves too much, too often, I think. Well, you know so, what I've said. Got a little accept. Oh, now your next prayer book. All right, folks acceptance. out there listening. She's got a little first little prayer tool for you out there. Is everybody out there? If you want to follow the path of Grammar Rutten, you need a little uh, conf- preparation for confession book. That's number one. So put that on your list. If you're sitting down on the beachside listening or wherever it is this morning on your way in the car, make a little mental note. One the of Grammar Rutten's tools. Prayer. You got the serenity. You got confession and the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen, Father Paul. Amen. If you're out there listening, you can give us all one big shout out of an amen. amen. So we got our AAA. serenity prayer. We got our confession guide. What else you got going in there in your quiver? Right, what are your I've other got, arrows? I've got three telephone numbers for Myrrh. Do you know who oh. Myrrh is? Mary Pat. Mary Pat Alvey. Up there in St. Paul, Minnesota. Well, up there well, in the... Shakopee. Yeah, Shakopee, the, the city's area. So we've got there your acceptance, your little serenity prayer. And then after oh, that, Mom, you got yourself a little divine I've got mercy. i divine mercy. Got to love your divine mercy. You say that chaplet a little bit. I know you said it on the way over. Yeah, I yeah, do. Hey, Mom, if, you ever, if you're out there listening, P- Father Paul, have you ever seen the, the picture of, you know, when a Catholic is driving too fast and it's got the crucifix oh, and Jesus yep. hanging, from the, hanging from the cross? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah, that yeah. might have been me this morning. Might have been. Uh, well, you know, so. I have to say that uh, having been the only one on the radio for the beginning of the show, I was more than happy to know that you were speeding to get us here. Get yourself there. <laughs> I was actually, Father Paul, I was very not surprised, but I, you did great. You, oh. you, you, you held your own, you rolled along, you just, it was fluid. Uh, it was no even discombobulation. I almost stood outside and just hung out and <laughs> had a cigar and listened. But I thought oh, probably... no, 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 no. I was just grateful that uh, you were but moving fast. But he doesn't past. smoke. Yeah, I don't smoke, so that would have been 
tough. Although a cigar, but not at seven in the morning. So no. All right. Well, mom, you got you got a lot of tools there. Divine Mercy Chaplet, your Serenity Prayer. You got your Book of the Hours. Ooh, your Magnificat. You kind of like that Magnificat. Oh, honey, I don't know what I'd do without my Magnificat. Amen. Shout out to the Magnificat, everybody out there listening. If you're not a Magnificat user. Ooh, you need baby. to get one. You need to get one. Mass but what you prayers. really need is to get a sister who buys it for you. Oh. My sister Anna. Annie, Annie, Annie. God bless you, Annie. Over she, and above. And so we have all kinds of little tools. So, you know, here's the key with this faith business, right, Grandma? Um, it, 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 you need tools to build the house, right? Oh, you, you do. you got to have a plan. And I'm sure you got a plan to your day. You probably do some similar routines each day, huh, Mom? Yeah, and I want you to know, everybody out there, that it got all blown up in the, I don't know what to say. It got blown out of the boat because I want you to know that I'm speaking to the audience. Or I'm speaking to the choir right now. I don't know what they say. And I have my book of hours and all of this stuff. But ask me if I used it this morning. Mom, did you say your prayers this morning out of the book of the hours? No. Oh. I was getting ready to come to this program, <laughs> and I'm the guest. Uh, well, it's a good thing you didn't, or Father Paul would have been on the lamb for another half hour. You know what, Father Paul? What, Mom? I have, <laughs> I have two pictures here that I think you would love to see. They're, they're pictures of Betty Brzee, one of my very best friends in nurses training, high school, oh. grade school. She lived over on North Prairie. And her mother, if she's listening, Teresa is her name. Shout out to Teresa. Speaking of shout outs, Mom, we've got uh, shout outs to the North Enders. Don't that... We were going to do. We never Enders. got. We never got shout outs to the North Enders like the Earlies and the Grosses oh and, gosh, and yes. the Ryans. Patty K. Ryan. Patty K. Ryan. Oh my goodness. Oh Patty K. I hope you're watching. I hope you're listening. Well, she could be doing both. She watching could be. and listening. If not, guess what? The best part about this is, Mom, if you're out there listening, and if you're not, you can encourage those that aren't by going to the Lamb Catholic Radio website and checking on all of the archives of Rutten Radio, baby. This stuff is eternal. It's it going to exist forever, Mom. Can't get rid of it. People are going to go back and they're going to hear all you your stories. You trusted that much to bring your mother back. Yep. Yep. We, uh, See, we just I'm not wanted to document bad. this stuff, you know. We don't want to make sure that we get this stuff. So shout out to the North End. You grew up a North Ender here at the Cathedral. Moved away oh, to Larchwood for a couple of years with uh, Fast Eddie Rutten after marriage. Had a couple of kids. Then you trucked your way up to Del Rapids there and spent a couple yep. of years up there at the Piggly Wiggly. Yep, I did. Or no, it was the Ben Franklin. Yep, Ben Franklin, and that's the place that, Father Paul, I hate to remind you of this, honey, and don't get embarrassed. I know it's I coming. wish you were here so that people could see your little red face because <laughs> you're going to be embarrassed. Your mother's bringing, your mother's saying things about you. <laughs> He was in his diapers. Oh, I better back up. Focus, mother, focus. So you moved to Del Here Rapids. Here I am. I'm in Del Rapids. I got moved yourself to Del five Rapids. or six kids. I have myself six children. That's Paul. You're number six, aren't you? Yes. Okay. 
Yes, I am. Okay, so Paul was the baby. Paul was the baby. Now, I want you to know, mothers out there, this is how Monica Rutten Donnelly, who, boy, this is hard to admit, I get this telephone call. Now, I'm hanging curtains in my new home, and what happened? I get this telephone call, and it's this man or woman, I don't remember which, from the Ben Franklin store downtown. Now, I want you to get a picture in your mind, kids. When you go to Del Rapids and you see the bowling alley, well, take a little turn and look up the hill because we lived right up the hill behind, kind of across the street and behind the bowling alley. And my son, Father Paul, who was I, in diapers. I always said I took such good care of you, Paul. And what happened? You have your bottle. And you have your pacifier. And you have your, your little diaper on. <laughs> Nothing but your diaper, I want you to know. <laughs> oh, Jesus is hard for me to admit. So what? I said, he's what? <laughs> I said, what? Ma'am, do you have a little boy that's able to walk himself, <laughs> but he still wears diapers, and he's got his baby bottle with him? I said, where is he? They said, ma'am, calm down. He's okay. He's at our store. I said, the store? Yes, he said. The store that you had the children in this morning really early and they wanted some penny candy from the penny candy counter <laughs> and you told them later, later, later. Well, 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 I think your little boy decided he was going to come down here and get himself some candy. Oh, uh, I said, I'll be there. I'll be there. Just <clears throat> hang on to everything. Keep it cool. I'll be there. Oh. So then I had to wrap up Tom, who wasn't much older than Paul. How old was Paul? Well, he's probably... 18 months. That's how old he was. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I still am having a hard time. That was my baby. He was my baby. And I'm always trying to tell Paul, Paul, I took good care of you. Yeah, I took... Yeah, Aunt Annie, she really wasn't your mother. Aunt Annie wanted to think he was, she was Paul's mother. And she still, to this day, <laughs> wants to claim. Well, she'd claim just about anybody in the family. From Rick <laughs> on down to Rick's children. Yeah. So, in the, in the process here, Mom, we got maybe a few life lessons. I'm sure everybody out there listening is laughing in like we are. Uh, as we think about this story of uh, losing a kid and ending up with a yeah. two-year-old. But the reality is, is that you know this is life, and you can't you can't helicopter your kids. Although you probably don't want them, you probably most people don't expect a six, you know, an eighteen-month-old to walk down to the Piggly Wiggly or yeah, uh, and to walk down that hill all by himself. So and raising not lose nine his kids, bottle. right? Raising nine kids. I mean, how, yeah. how did you? So you got nine kids. Like you can't watch them all at all. Oh, honey, times, I didn't right? have nine then. 
You well, guys I came know. later. So right now, though, I'm just talking in general, Mom, raising kids, right? Oh, you can't geez. always keep an eye on them all. you got to no, trust, right? So how do you... Trust. So you talk a little bit to us about trusting God. I lived God with and trust. Tell us a little bit about it. Your dad taught me how to live with trust. Oh, really? Yeah. Your dad was a very holy man. Hmm. I know I said he was a little bit of a drinker, but that's all right. He sobered up there. He sobered up. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> See, my thoughts don't move as fast as they used to. No, that's Fast right. Eddie, if you're listening. So, so, so yeah, you got yourself a family of Fast Eddie, and you guys have yourselves a little little faith in your life, but you also have a little conversion, and you kind of have oh, you a little do. faith deepening. And so let's talk a little bit about uh, that, that trust piece. Carol Nesbitt, Carol Barnett, uh, said, you know She'd be interested in hearing about a mother's trust in God when the going gets rough. Every mother can relate to that. I remember watching my own mom with 12 kids, mounting bills, family challenges, and more. How did her prayer life help the strains and challenges? Is she talking about me? She wants to know from you. Yep. About a mother's trust. About getting a through mother's the trust. Yeah, getting All through right, the I have times. to be honest here, and I have to tell you. I hung on my my husband's arm, you know, by like, don't don't go too fast, fast Eddie. I'm right here with you, and Ed respected me in that area that I was trying to trust. But sometimes I had a heck of a time. I almost said hell of a time, but I kind of held my tongue. (laughs) Paul, Father Paul. I know, yes, I know Joe expects to go to confession after the program. And I know that I'm never to ask one of my sons who are priests if I can go to confession to them <clears throat> because that's just not kosher. Isn't that right? Don't worry, Father Paul. We'll swing by Holy Spirit on the way home and uh, <laughs> get ourselves a little ritual purification through the sacrament of reconciliation. Yeah. So this whole trust business, Mom, right? So, yeah. so you leaned on Fast Eddie. You leaned on your husband. So I the did. importance of uh, having a relationship, a marriage where uh, you can lean on each other and you yes, can encourage lean on and each support other. each other. And, right. And that, that doesn't, it's not all sentimental and nostalgic, but uh, oh, uh, it's, no, it's pretty gritty. It's pretty gritty, right? Pretty, yeah. pretty gritty and pretty, uh, a lot of perseverance needed. And yeah. So maybe when we come back here in the next half hour of the show, we'll wrap up kind of talking a little bit about that marriage and about the grit and about, you know, the challenges that presented themselves, but the hope that's present when you got a life of faith. Amen. You're right. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll see you here back in just a minute on Lamb Catholic Radio. Hallelujah. My name is Dr. Matt Hayes. I'm an orthopedic radiologist at Stanford Health. I completed my undergraduate degree at Mount Marty College. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, I was welcomed with open arms. I would give high school students the following advice. I wouldn't overlook a smaller school. A small school allows you to excel individually. One of the things that led me to excel was having professors that know every student's name. They personally know you. The professors truly judge their success by the success of their students. The ability of the professors to instill in them a desire to lifelong learn, community, and above all, faith. Mount Marty does this better than any school in South Dakota. There's a lot of professors that can teach, but there's only there's so few that can motivate you to go above and beyond what you even thought possible. Mount Marty College will instill in you an unshakable sense of faith. 
that will allow you to lead and serve in your future and in your career. Financial Benefits Company philosophy is to develop a secure retirement plan for our clients by striving to live up to the promise. Safe principal, positive return. John Fritch can be reached at 605-334-8086. Financial Benefits Company is a proud sponsor of Lamb Catholic Radio. Your family is depending on you. Your family is looking to you to make sure they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need, whether it's term life or whole life, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis. Please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605-351-7978. Knights of Columbus Insurance. Now back to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to the show. 
Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, with Monica Rutten. Mom? What? It's been fun. It's been festive. It, it's been... Father yeah. John would like it if he would say there's been a lot of frivolity. I don't like the word frivolity, by the way. I despise it, to be honest with you. But he really likes it. So, uh, But festivity is fun. He likes frivolity, so... Uh, Mom, you've just got a whole assortment of things here, right? And yeah. So as I see them all, I just think, well, that's what you need, folks out there, is you need a tool chest yes. of spiritual weapons. And, you know, I think that... And don't be ashamed and don't to be say ashamed. you need them. And, or to say you use them, right? We kind of, I think oftentimes know. I, I'll speak from, I go around, you know, thinking blah, 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 problems here and there, and then I stop and I say, well, I'm not even equipping myself to be successful. <laughs> like how can that's I? true. Uh, we we if I was preparing for Rutten Radio, would I just show up without any print? No, you know I spend time getting ready, organizing the notes, thinking about the topics. Talk about and, words of wisdom. And then what do we do? We show up for our prayer stuff, and it's like, well, do we prepare at all? Do we get organized? P- Father Paul, do you prepare for for your oh. your masses and for your homilies? And tell tell us a little bit about spiritual preparation in your life. You know, that's always a good question. You know, every priest has to sort of develop his own time for prayer and, and various prayers. I think the hardest challenge, at least for me as a priest, is not to see prayer as always preparation for work. Like, there can be this tendency to, to spend the time always with something in mind, like, oh, I'm trying to work on my homily, I've got a talk to give, I've got these things. Yep. Uh, and to be able to spend some of it just simply being uh, with the Lord, you know, uh, not with an agenda necessarily, um, because then what happens in anyone's life is when that need goes away, the desire uh, to pray changes. You know, sort of like, as I've said before, Mom, I've given you credit, you know, when we were kids and we didn't finish our medicine, you always said... If you don't finish your medicine, you're going to cause a new strain of some bacteria. I did. I used to say that. <laughs> I know. And you were right, Mother. You were right. So, too, you know, prayer is often good while we're not feeling well or while it's not going well, and then we get better, and we sometimes forget to, to keep yeah. praying. Yeah. Just like we forget to take the medicine because we feel better, yeah. and we don't listen to the instructions that say take for 14 days. You're right, Paul. So we need a lot of medicine in this world. We're broken. And I want to tell all the mothers out there, don't worry if what you're trying to tell your kids sounds like you're talking at a wall. <laughs> it all comes back to you someday. It and does. this is my someday. <laughs> I will have today to think about and meditate on. Contemplation. Does anybody like contemplation out there? I wanted to be a contemplative, not a contemplative nun, but I wanted to be a contemplative spirit. Well, maybe you are a contemplative spirit. Maybe you didn't want, you were, or are. There. So, Mom. What? We've got uh, a, a, a few shout-outs that bring me around to another little tough news, but we're going to get through it, and... We're going to more importantly pray about it. But 
you know the Kunkel family, right? So we, we oh, you know, Jesus. so we just want to make sure that we remember that life is short, and uh, we want to make sure we live it fully and every day. But uh, one of our our Jackie. good North End families lost yeah. a son this past week, Sean Kunkel, and yes. Sean and his wife Kathleen and their children, uh, their three wonderful daughters. Um, you know, at a they very affected. young age now, uh, yeah. have lost their father, but. It reminds me that in the middle of all of this that, you know, these prayer things on our desks here and being a good yes. dad and a good husband and being a good person, like, you know, this stuff is real. Yes, it, it is. Not, we're not play, playing make-believe or pretend or, hey, wouldn't that be wonderful if I did do this? Well, the reality is, is you get one shot at this thing, and that Sean Kunkel was a pretty stinking good guy. Yes, he um, was. You know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Fast Eddie. You talked about leaning yep. on Fast Eddie. Well, Sean was was a little bit like Fast Eddie. He's pretty reliable. He's pretty honest. He's just a good guy. So I was reminded of a story that, you know, Sean owned some of the laundromats. And we yeah. used to go, Dad used yes. to go and use those laundromats. Yes. And, you know, Sean was always a wonderful person to him and helping him out. And, and uh, you know, I just think that it, that. It's good that community that we, we develop yes. over the years is important that we're, you know, do we have that in our neighborhoods today? And are we getting to know the people in the neighborhoods? And are we encouraging young, young men to grow up to be better men? And Women, because, have you ever had so many loads of wash that you thought, I can't do this. I cannot do this. So you bundle them all up. The ones you can't do because you've got stuff already going in the water and the and the dryer and the whole bit. Sean Kunkel was there. I arrived at the parking lot. He made sure that I had all of my stuff brought in to the parking, to the laundromat, mm -hmm. Sean did. And he, as he left... And I know he didn't know that I heard him say it, but he always said, Now remember, she's like a family person. Give her the family discount. Discount. Give her the family discount. I mean, I'm going there using all the washing machines that he's got, shoving them full, shoving them full of where the mm -hmm. dish where the I was going to say dishwasher but yeah. see I get a little confused. Yeah, the, the clothes washer. Yeah. Yeah. He was there for me. So King Coin that was down there on 6th Street yes. West and we bounced down there and and that was the kind of guy Sean was. So unfortunately he passed away here this past week uh, mm. on vacation and so Jackie, he's not my the, heart Yeah, was so his, his mom Jackie well and his wife Kathleen, you know. Yeah, so see I got, didn't know Kathleen as yeah, well as he has I three, should. Three have. daughters, so we want to keep the three daughters in our prayers and they're just yes. wonderful young ladies, but And gonna, my daughter Laura keeps me on tack, yep. on task. So, and then uh, Paul Curtin, who uh, owned Raymond's Jewelers, yeah. you know, he's another O'Gorman kid yes. from, from oh. back in the day. Paul Curtin, same thing, passed away out Did in California. Did Paul know, not know that? Uh, sounds oh. like he didn't. Um, but yeah, so, and then there's a, a you know, it's, it's one of those things where oh. th this is real, right? So this all is of this real. stuff, all of this bring grandma rutting on to talk about church and faith and prayer and all those fun, and look at all your stuff that you got here for your prayer. It's real. It is. And if and we might just, it might be a good opportunity for us just to say, you know, Mom, we're grateful for your witness and your example, right? Oh. That, 
that you help encourage us and those out there listening that we can be more faithful because a lot of people want this. They just need some encouragement to do to like say, hey, this can be real and this can, can be you, right? It can be you. And it's hard. And you just fall down like Jesus did on the passion. Oh, that's the movie that I was supposed to be able to talk about today. But yep. I was late getting here. That's all right. But but, but we the just, passion. Yep. And Jesus fell how many times? Three. Three times, Joe. Three times. And that's what we need to think about. I think of the number of times that I went to the basement of the cathedral when it was still the chapel. And I would go through those stations of the cross down there in the basement chapel. Now, I'm going back a long ways. I'm going back to when I was a girl. Yep. And when we look and at... And what am I thinking of now, Joe? Yeah. I didn't get to grab the picture that would have brought this right to a culmination. Do you know what it Tell is? Tell us about it. It's a picture of your oldest son, and he is kneeling mm. or standing because he's so little at the time. I think he's only like about three, yep. three years old. And Joe, unbeknownst to me, gives me this picture, and I just can't believe it. And Joe, the, that, that's the same crucifix that I used to... I know, Mom, he said, I know it, honey, I know it. I would kneel by that crucifix when I was a kid, and I thought I couldn't handle life anymore. I could not handle it. Patty K. Ryan, she will be my witness. So, Mom, this is for those out there listening. The cathedral in Sioux Falls has a magnificent life-size crucifix um, that is in the basement alcove. Uh, currently you. and so there's a there's a pray to there's a kneeler right in front of it and then there's a little prayer about uh you know praying before the cross yes and uh so you, what you're saying mom is that's kind of where you found yourself you're often. good just yeah. praying and saying here i am lord and I, you know, yeah i'm falling i'm falling i'm falling down lord but you you're gonna help me get up aren't you and so you and went he to did the cross. he always did yeah. I did go to the cross, Joe. You know that now. Well, and that's the hard part today, and, and not just today, but any day, Mom. And Father Paul, you probably are experiencing this on a daily basis in counseling and working with people. But, you know, it's just stinking hard. It's, it's hard to accept suffering in the brokenness of the world. It's even harder to go into it. Yeah. And, and exactly. to... uh, Father Paul, you remember, uh, I think it's it's one of the Lord of the Rings movies where they have to take the ring back to Mordor and they try and go up over and around the mountain and they get into the snowstorm. And so they have to come back down and they can't go under, they can't go around, they literally have to go through Through. the mountain. And that's symbolic, right? We have to go through the storm, we have to go through the mountain, we have to go into the suffering but if we go into it uh, with the tools, right? Yes. If we go into yes. it with the cross and faith and the gospel and Jesus and say, all right, Lord, you know, let's, I, I walk with you into this. He helps us with his and grace. And I'd like to be able to say to all of you men, women, little children, whoever's watching this and you see all this stuff, I'm not, I don't bring this stuff up 
because it's in my head all the time. I need these helpers. I need this Magnificat to open up, to look at, and to see this. Oh, yeah, you know what this is, Paul Andrew Rutten? No. I'm, Paul I'm not delayed, Andrew so Rutten was ordained a priest of Jesus Christ on June 21st, 2002. It's your holy card. St. Joseph oh, okay. Cathedral, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Please pray for priests. Hurry up, Mom. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. I was gi just giving her the. <laughs> I he was, was saying she was going to read sign. the whole card. The whole card there on the back. Uh, so, so what you're saying though, Mom, is these we need the tools, right? They help yeah. remind us and guide yeah. us. And Father Paul, you got anything out there? If, you know, spiritual direction. You're saying, you know what? If you're if you're in that suffering, if you're in that spot, maybe it's that. That thing I mentioned earlier with, uh, you know, feeling depressed and struggling or you've lost a loved one to sickness or suicide or, or to a sudden death like the Kunkels. Uh, do you have anything that you often recommend or things that you tell or share with people? You, you know, what I've found uh, often helpful is to have other people uh, who've been through similar situations uh, that they can either visit with a little bit uh, or talk to, you know, because I think, the, you know, Old Slewfoot often will say to us, who's well, old, nobody who's understands. Old who's Old Slewfoot? Uh, old Slewfoot, Satan. Gotcha. As mom would, mom would call him, Slewfoot. Uh, you know, often then we think, well, no one understands, no one knows. Uh, and while there is that particular truth, uh, the, the universal is, you know, another mother who's lost a son or another wife who's lost a husband yes. does, does know some of what they're going through and, and that ability to to connect them uh, to it as well. The other thing I think, anytime you can encourage people just to sit in the chapel before the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, Thank you, Paul. Pour, pouring our heart out, you know, uh, and just being honest, you know, honest with the Lord with where you're at and, and how it's going. Paul, do you get a lot of people that uh, you walk by the church and you just see people sitting in the church? Yeah, you know, we ha we're blessed here. Our chapel's uh, able to be open 24 hours, and oh, so there's nice. always cars. Oh. Nice. Um, you know, people stopping in, and, and, and I think people are surprised uh, how many people do stop by. And, uh, but it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, I, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, but the, it inspires you, you, you at the same time, it. doesn't uh, it? I mean, every yeah. time I see it, I just get inspired by it. And I, it, I you know, little things like... Well, I'll give her a shout out, but Jody Schwann's a business journal lady in town, and she's Catholic and up at the cathedral. And, you know, when I see her in mass, I'm thinking, that inspires me. You know, I mean, here's somebody that I, I look up to or I think is very successful and doing the thing in the business world or in the news world. And, well, here she is in the pew with me, right? And and then yeah. I see other things where I'll see, you know, one of the one of the, the African immigrants or somebody in the church praying by themselves, you know, and, and like wondering, wow, you know, here this person is doing the same thing that I'd be doing if I was in a whole, you know, a place that wasn't, that was foreign to me. Or I walked in one time and ran into a lady that was crying and I, you know, sometimes you want to leave them alone, but I just felt the need to say hello. And well, she had just, um, she was, uh, she was maybe 45 and she had just gotten uh, back from the hospital and just found it out that she has stage four cancer oh, and oh that she was Jesus. on her way. She had to go home to tell her children. Oh. And I just oh, thought dear. to myself, you know, the, the faith of that woman 
the the practice that that woman knew that you go to the cross right you go to the you go to church you go to christ this is not something that anybody in their right mind can rationalize or accept but what do you do i don't know you just go to the cross and so that inspired me i remember that lady to this day and think no matter what happens to me at minimum go to jesus go to the cross go to church and he's got big shoulders father joe vogel always says listen god's got broad shoulders he can deal with your your stuff you know so just bring it to the lord and give it to him and uh as we wrap up here the last few minutes father paul can i say a prayer well you're gonna say the prayer oh Oh, yeah you're gonna oh yeah yeah yeah. we'll give you a couple of minutes to pray like uh grandma rutton prays and but we'll wrap it up we don't want to miss next month we've got an exciting movie of the month this week, this month's was uh, Passion of the Christ, and it just kind of, with the brothers being gone and mom being late, we kind of pushed that one aside. But the Paul the Apostle is yeah. out, and, and it's epic. It's going to be fantastic. And so next month, Can I see that one too? we'll do Paul the Apostle. Absolutely. Maybe we'll have to have you kind of do a chime in or something and tell us what you think about it. So next month, everybody, go out right now. Go out this week. Get tickets. Bring your family. Bring your kids. Go to Paul the Apostle. It's a fantastic movie. Well done. Top A. And we're going to transition that for next month's movie of the month. And we want to finish out this segment of Rutten Radio for April by having Grandma Rutten. Some people call her Grandma. Some great Grandma. I see you got your picture of Shelly and Zach and, and Jameson here. So you're a great Grandma of a couple and grandmother of about 26 or 7 and uh, mother of 9 and a wife and daughter and all that fun stuff you're a heck of a prayer you're really a, pr- a prayer warrior so why don't we spend the next just 2-3 minutes here mom and let you close us in prayer well I hope I don't embarrass anybody because I don't know if this is a... alright I'm just going to do it In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. 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 Dear Mother of God, please be with me. The most important person on earth is a mother. She cannot claim the honor of having built Notre Dame Cathedral. She need not. She has built something more magnificent than any cathedral. A dwelling for an immortal soul. The tiny perfection of her baby's body. The angels have not been blessed with such a grace. They cannot share in God's creative miracle to bring new saints to heaven. Only a human mother can. Mothers are closer to God, the creator, than any other creature. I'm going to repeat that. Only a human mother can. Mothers are closer to God, the creator, than any other creature. God joins forces with mothers in performing this act of creation. What? on God's good earth is more glorious than this to be a mother 
Amen. This was by Father Joseph Cardinal Menzenti. I don't know how much time I'm, what I'm supposed to do, Joe. Well, I think that's pretty good, Mom. If you got a son out there that's a priest and has that uh, Two blessing, sons. blessing of a priest, well, one of them is with us. We'll ask that one to give us a blessing and to send us off into the great and marvelous day. There's only one of them the Lord made, and that's today. <laughs> and listen, Father Paul, I was supposed to say the prayer of the family, but they took that thing away from me. Oh. Joe took my cue card away. Well, we got a minute. We'll, we'll close with the prayer of the family. Father Paul, if you want to... If you want to close us with a blessing after we do Thank the you. prayer of the family. How's that sound? Perfect. All right. You ready, Mom? So I'm Mom, ready. This is the prayer, right? This is the prayer. <clears throat> this is the prayer. This sat in the table in the little cans, and this is what we prayed every night or before meals, after meals. And this, I Whenever asked you one can... time. I asked you one time, Mom, how did you do it? Well, how did you do it? And you kind of looked over, and you kind of winked, and... He said, uh, it's, it's that family prayer. And so this is that You're prayer. Right, if you want it, it's on uh, Facebook. You can check it out. But we'll go ahead and wrap That's up right. with the family prayer. Mother, if you'd lead us. Our Father, in the Father. name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. A family prayer. Our Father, we thank, thank you, you for, for your love, love and, and for, for your, your many, many blessings. Many blessings. Especially, especially for the precious for the gift of each other. other. Help oh, us to show our Lord, gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another. Quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness. Generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state in life you plan for each of us and help us to use your gifts to serve you. We, Dad and I, entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Alleluia. 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 I like to try and say it three times, Father Paul. Alleluia. Alleluia. Alleluia.